Hey everybody, welcome to the Stompbox Situation. My name is Ian. And my name is Austin. And today we interviewed Steve Stanley, the guitarist for Foxglove. We went through his pedal board, we went through his amp setup, and a couple guitars that he brought in. Yeah, and we got to hear a lot of the tones that you'll be hearing on their album that's set to release later this year. If you want to check them out, you can find them on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, under Foxglove, without a O in the glove, G-L-V-E. And we had a lot of fun recording this episode today. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun having Steve in, and so let's just get into it. Well, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having me. Today we have Steve as our first guest ever on the Stompbox situation. I'm I'm honored. I'm excited. Yeah, so. this is many first times for everything here. We'll see what happens. We have Guinness around. I'm drinking Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. Turn up. Yes. Um, Steve's board is about the size of my floor. So what do you got going on here, man? So when I started with pedals, maybe, I don't know, maybe like six years ago, I started with like a, just a DS1. It's like the rest of us probably oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a DS1 and my dad had a uh, 1980 DOD stereo chorus that took one of those nine volt prong adapters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it those really tiny ones? No, no. It was like the, it was the one that had like the really odd rectangular switch on the bottom of it that took mm-hmm. up like half the pedal. Mm-hmm. Like they were trying to copy a boss. But anyway, so so that was how I started. Then it just kind of went downhill from there. I found out what Equipboard was. Wait, what? What is Equipboard? What is that? Equipboard's like this website where you can go and like look up your favorite artists and just kind of mm-hmm. see what they're using. So I was like, oh, you know, dude, Arctic Monkeys is like the shit. Like let's yeah. see, uh, let's see what they're doing. And then I kind of went on there and I bought like half of Alex Turner's board and like <laughs> half of Jamie Cook's board. So I had like. Yeah, I was like, okay, So cool. from that first pedal, that's when the addiction just started. You just jumped right in, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I was playing a $300 delay pedal through, like, my $200 custom half stack. Yeah. Like, a, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, just like a piece of shit Epiphone 100 mm-hmm. Les Paul. So, yeah, pedals were always kind of, you know, like, that was what I sunk my, my cash into. But, um, yeah, so on my board now, the only thing that's more than, like, two years old is going to be the uh, my T-Rex Dr. Swamp. Mm-hmm. It's like a clon. Yeah. But you can get it to be like just like total balls out too. So like the way I use it is on, you know, just like the, the light channel. You know, it's like, you know, my clean tone. I mean, you can get it to, you know, be crazy. Like. So yeah. You can get it to bite. Yeah. Yeah, you get it to really bite. I mean, I I blend it a lot too. Like I used to use a, a tube screamer all the time, mm-hmm. so that was my always on. And then when I wanted more distortion, I'd kick on the tube screamer. Yeah. Then I actually I got rid of that and I got the Riverside, which is how do you like I was, that? I love that pedal. Yeah, it's great. I mean, okay. Just, so is that a digital overdrive or distortion, or is it an actual like an the, analog one? I'm, I'm like still confused with that and how that pedal works. Yeah, that one I actually don't know. I'm pretty sure it's a digital, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I actually don't know. I just kind of. I went into the store and I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. It's gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I tried it out and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I was, you know, went and sold the guitar and bought that. But yeah, I mean, what kind of sold me was that it has a six dB boost to it. So mm-hmm. like if I need to just like, because I use the neck pickup on a t- on my telly. Mm-hmm. So, so if I need to drive that a little bit harder, I got the option there. 
Yeah, that's useful, especially if you're you prefer a tone on a neck pickup too. Yeah, like which I do too. But some people are are much more into their bridge, but I don't know. For me, it's just get more clarity out of the neck pickup. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the guitar I'm using too. Like if mm-hmm. I'm using, you know, I have a Gibson Firebird that I use a lot. So that one I use the bridge pickup a ton. So yeah, that, that one I don't, I hardly ever use it, but. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a useful pedal, and you've got two presets, too, so you can kind of save, like, if I want something for, like, higher gain and one for just, like, a fuzz kind of sounding thing. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, and then I've got a ton of delay pedals. The Ecosystem is my the newest one. I got the Empress. Yeah. Uh, this thing is rad. I love Empress. They're mm-hmm. like, I'm definitely, like, a brand whore for Empress. <laughs> yeah? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. What was great. the thing that sold you? Was it an immediate sell, that something about the pedal well, or I'd the already, brand? I already had the Empress Reverb, which which I love and that's still on here. Um, I mean, like I've tried everything. Like, I've got a big sky on here too. And I mean, that isn't, you know, nothing against Strymon, but like they, I don't think it touches the Empress. No way. Oh really? yeah, dude. Check this out. Let's Let's do hear like it. A, just do like a spring. And then we'll do, you know, just a regular spring on the, the Empress. I feel like it sounds see, more like an actual spring. You I see know? what you're saying. The top end on the Empress is a lot, there's a lot more clarity on it. Yeah, and that's, the, and that's the thing with the Big Sky is because, I mean, like, if I use, like, you know, my T-Rex with it, it's just... <laughs> way too much top end Mm -hmm. so for sure yeah i got that pedal on all the time so Um, i know what you're saying though there's more of a springy tone coming out of the empress one for sure more true to what a spring reverb might sound like out of a fender amp exactly yeah which is hilarious because the setting on the big sky is called tanked but (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah so uh the empress reverb is is rad because you know it's a it's a digital reverb but i think it sounds you know super clear Mm -hmm. and you've got lots of weird stuff in there like a the ghost setting which i get a lot of use out of oh yeah that's nice ethereal cool yeah that's That's pretty fucking cool that's that is my favorite reverb by far but i mean yeah you've got everything in there and then i i um it's got it's got a a nice delay setting in there too which i use for a song that i pretty much uh yeah, the working title is tom greenwood because mm-hmm. we were you know we were like oh look we've got our own john johnny greenwood is what my bass player said but he said tom greenwood because he was <laughs> fucked up yeah. so now i call it tom greenwood <laughs> yeah it's because i kind of just do this For like half the song that's, that's cool that's pretty much it but that's a reverb yeah, that's pedal. great I mean, man. that's red that's cool oh yeah because you can just have all sorts of fun with that yeah one. and that's yeah. something you can't do in the big sky too no you can no you can't oh yeah i was gonna yeah. say you show me but like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's that's definitely my go-to reverb pedal but i use the strymon for if i just need like an overwhelming amount of top end mm-hmm. so like this this one right here is one of my favorites <laughs> It's 
kind of like it's like this destructive kind of sound, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. So, do you use a lot of these? I mean, it seems like it. I guess I'm just assuming, but you play a lot of textural music, a lot of music that has a lot of like sort of sonic landscapes, if you will. A lot of like, I mean, a lot of these effects that you showed us have um, had a very ethereal vibe to them. Yeah. Um, what, like, what what style of music do you guys currently play in your band? Like, how do these pedals come into play for you? So it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe like Block Party meets Terra Mellos meets, mm-hmm. I don't know, some sort of like early 2000s indie rock band. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff that's like, um, like I have this multi-delay on the ecosystem that I love because I haven't been able to find anything else that does it. But um yeah, just one of the songs goes like this. So that's cool. That's cool. So that's kind yeah. of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, or like Tudor Cinema Club. Like that's another good yeah. comparison. But yeah, I hear the block hear... party comparison too, for sure. In that. Can we just hear the echo system alone? Yeah. So really all it's That's doing sick. is it's just doing an exact five repeat hmm. of what I'm doing and then it stops, which kind of sucks. Because of that, I can't use the MIDI clock on my switcher. So mm-hmm. now the rest of the delay pedal has no MIDI sync, but mm-hmm. whatever. So but, will allow you to alter the runout to be more than five or is that just... Five is the max, mm, but okay. uh, what's cool about this pedal is like on this delay right here, I have two delays running at the same time in parallel. So it actually, uh, this what's what's cool about this one is it's t- it's two analog delays in one box with the digital processor. Mm. So it runs everything through there. So there's no like feedback or anything, and it lets you add some cool stuff. Like it has like a synthesizer on it and stuff. But um, yeah, like this one right here is two delays. So, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's one pedal doing it's that. It's a badass cool. delay pedal, man. Oh, yeah. I've got another one that kind of sounds like that. That's kind of just like the patch I made in case this one ever craps out. But That's nice with a longer run out, too. Yeah. I mean, that one's all, that one's, you know true analog with no processor or anything and it's got some modulation and a reverb built into it i mean you have some killer tones going on here i mean just in what you showed us already i feel like not a lot of people are always that comfortable with their boards and like that knowledgeable about the pedals themselves too some people just use it for like one setting you seem to be very very much know your way around all these pedals yeah yeah well i work in a music store too so i kind of got to know you know what i'm selling but yeah absolutely it's a blessing and a curse because you look at all this cool stuff because you're like, oh, I got to know what I'm selling. And you're like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> I need to get myself one of those. Yeah, <laughs> that's how half of this stuff happened. But uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, that's my Empress stuff. And then I got the the Disaster Transport up there, which is um, by Earthquaker. So this that's the one I, you know, I was comparing to the last patch. But So this one I have set up to my expression pedal right now. It's a twin channel analog delay with reverb built right into the signal flow so instead of like adding reverb on top it just sits right in there with the delay mm-hmm. you can switch it on and off if you just want one channel or the other so right now i just have slapback mm-hmm. 
you know it's got the reverb on there and you can choose whether or not you want to blend the uh mm-hmm. the modulation from channel to channel uh then you know if you just want the longer one i just hate the switches on this thing that's my only complaint i was gonna say i haven't had the chance to play around with too many earthquaker devices but yeah i was gonna ask what you felt about them and generally just pros and cons but uh oh, they're great yeah i yeah. love those guys yeah i was actually uh thinking about getting that the new distortion pedal that came out with but there's, there's been a lot of stuff where i've been like oh that, that's super cool mm-hmm. but then i'm just like i don't know i don't know yeah, especially I, on this thing real estate is expensive so yeah i hear you yeah. on that yeah. man Austin and I talk about that all the time. Like, should I trade this for that? Sometimes, yeah. like, I have an old school Mutron on mine for like the auto wall. Oh, and nice. Realistically, I could get a smaller one. Um, my, they just released a Microtron too. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want to trade on that space because I love the vintage one. And, uh, but it takes up so much real estate. Oh, like, those things are huge. Yeah. We had, <laughs> it's I like mean, half your board. back when I first started yeah, you know, at, at a, you know, guitar center where I work, uh, we had this maestro phaser that was like seriously almost, half the I almost size. Bought that. God, dude, that thing was so huge. I remember that, dude. I came in That's and I almost bought funny. that. <laughs> you would buy that, <laughs> yeah, Austin. Is dude, it PS One A or something? Yeah, dude. Yes. That thing sat around for like a year. No way. Finally, we had it marked down to like a hundred dollars, and some guy came in and bought it. Oh, oh man. It was serious. That thing was so big. It was like half the size of this board. Yeah. This thing's pretty massive. But that's too fucking funny. <laughs> it was either that or the Mutron, and I got a Mutron instead. Oh well, but solid. I think oh. you made the right choice. Yeah, <laughs> that thing kind of sucked. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, another thing about the Empress pedals too that's cool is um, I kind of wish that they would just add MIDI. They they don't have it, but they started adding into their like control port, which mm-hmm. is their expression pedal slash cab emulator slash whatever. Uh, you can you can put a connector in there to hook it up to their MIDI box, mm-hmm. and then it translates it to MIDI. But that's it, cool though. It works with Chase Lisp pedals too because they mm-hmm. have the same thing. So if you have like a Brothers or like a Tonal Recall with like yeah. an Empress Reverb and you want MIDI, you just have to buy one box, which is rad. That's cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, th- that's a fantastic feature. Seriously, especially that combination to Empress and Chase Bliss. That'd be I don't know. Just fantastic. That'd be know, rad. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw the new the new Empress pedal, but it's basically. I don't think it did. I was called the Zoya. It's it's basically like an Ovation launch pad put into mm-hmm. like an Empress multi effects pedal, and then you can like use it as a keyboard. It's oh, that's it's, cool. It's wow. So rad. Yeah. Wow. That's cool, man. I'll have to check that one out. That's probably where the big sky is going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be probably. honest. Probably get rid of that. And grab that one. But yes, yeah, so that's my my Earthquaker spiel. This DD five that I have sitting after. The uh, the looper is basically just for for one thing, one thing only, and it's just because it has this really cool uh, loop glitch that you can do. If you just tap it super quick, oh gotcha! You can make it sound like a laser okay. gun. Oh wow! So you can. Al- so, so will you- that continue to run out like just infinitely? Yeah, it's it's a loop. Oh, so nice. I mean, if you if you play it slower. So that's it's intended okay. use. That's not what I use it for, but uh, it, I mean it oscillates pretty cool too. I've mm-hmm. used it recorded a couple of times, but yeah, I mean you could use it to like sustain a note like you did to add some noise in there, some texture behind your playing. That's yeah. cool. I, I like that, man. Do you well, find the, yourself using a loop station on live shows, or is that just more of a personal experimentation thing? That's kind of like a personal experimentation thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever used it. I've thought I've thought about like, oh, you know, it has this aux port. It'd be really cool if I like took speeches mm-hmm. or weird stuff and like looped it in there and like mm-hmm. ran the stereo out to the pa 
Yeah. But I was like, that's too much work. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's balls too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. It, it could go wrong so fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty, these two on the end here are probably my two least used pedals. Except mm-hmm. for maybe I have this pitchfork, which I just use basically as like a bass emulator. Sorry, boss. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> that's dirty that's great man super dirty and i mean you can you know turn the blend up a little bit higher so that's pretty much what i use that for i used to hook the expression pedal into it and just Mm -hmm. use it to like pitch bend up and down Mm -hmm. like a whammy yeah for like half price but (laughs) yeah that's um, cool that's awesome so that's that yeah oh and then i got the the roto sim which i know you're dying to hear i know i'm itching to hear that yeah austin's <laughs> can't stay in his seat over there this is this is literally just like for if i'm doing like joy division that's just like fucking around playing joy division mm-hmm. but like uh, That's sick. Oh, what's cool is it does have like the fast slow button. Yeah. So now I have it as like an actual rotary. It's a good sounding rotary too. I don't like every emulation of rotaries now. Like, really? Yeah, some pedals they just don't sound completely right to me. Mm-hmm. But that one, I don't know. It's, it's clean. It's yeah, tasty. I wanted yeah. to get that one for so long. Well, and it's cool. I mean, it's a cool pedal. I just, I'm just not in that kind of band. Yeah. You know? you yes. That. Yeah. yeah. That's like, more like post Rocky Smiths, Joy Division. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I can see being used in all those areas, like you were saying. Maybe even some like late 90s, early 2000s, like mm-hmm. like indie rock. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, it's a tough effect because it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just like, it's so noticeable. It's yeah, not just it's like not a background at all. Yeah. No, yeah. it's just like, hey, hey, what do, what do you think about adding this? You know, just, uh, I was, you know, what I was playing before was like, what do you think about this? <laughs> it's like, it's in, it's in there, you know? It's, it's like, all uh, of a sudden the centerpiece of the song. Yeah. Like, unless you build the song around it, I feel like it's unreasonable to use sometimes. I know mm-hmm. what you mean. Like, it's, it's just doesn't, <sighs> couldn't yeah. fit everywhere, for usually, sure. Usually when I turn that on, they go, hey, Soundgarden, calm down over there. Yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but, uh. That's too funny. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what's what's cool too is it has an it has like overdrive built into it. So if you flip the the overdrive gain switch, mm-hmm. it just it does add a little bit of dirt. Yeah, it's like you might as well if you're going to go to the rotary sound, you might as well add a little dirt. Why not? Right? <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, if you're going to go for it, it's like I would I would just add the dirt every time. Just totally wash it out entirely. <laughs> How long have you uh, been playing guitar or music? I should say because maybe you play multiple instruments. I don't. Uh, I, like, I, I, I don't. <laughs> no. I, I. I mean, I'd like to. You know, I still live at home, so I've been like mm-hmm. harassing. You know, the, the powers that be to be like, yo, let me get a drum set. They're like, mm-hmm. that's too loud. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll get an electronic one. Oh yeah, like, same setup here. It's too in loud. My house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing guitar for for maybe like ten years. Um, oh, that's a while. Yeah, yeah, it's a while. I mean, I never took any lessons or anything. So, mm-hmm. like, if I've been taking lessons this whole time, I'd be like, you know, godly. May- maybe yeah. I don't know, but I know, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, there's mo- there's many paths to get to the same place. I don't know. I talk to that talk about that with different people, right? It's like some people who are self taught and phenomenal, and there's some people who went through school for 
four to eight years and are still phenomenal also, but I don't know. It depends on what you're trying to achieve. That's what I always think about, right? Yeah. Well, and then you have the people that go to school for like, you know, four to five years and pay like crazy amounts of tuition and are still just not good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think yeah. there's multiple ways to go down different paths, but for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's been kind of my deal. I, I can, I play a little bit of bass, but I mean, that's just like guitar light edition. <laughs> guitar light edition. I like that. <laughs> yeah. My old bass teacher used to say, if you, you can just stay on the first five frets and you can make your whole living. <laughs> pretty much. You never have to leave them. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, now you don't even need a bass. You just, that's why they have the pitchfork. <laughs> Millennials are going to kill the bass industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah between producers just using like synth bass and oh, yeah. uh, pedals and effects you know bass players might be obsolete in a couple of years yeah <laughs> yeah i mean synth players even i mean right you know like i said this thing you see them replaced more and more nowadays with a, just a second guitar player or a guitarist who kind of does both at least i've seen that right where you'll have a guy instead of a guy standing there on a little synth yeah the guitar player will just have a really complex pedal board now or just you know a lot, a lot of guitar players too have like synth- little synthesizers you know off mm-hmm. to the side too yeah but, one of those yeah. mini ones yeah i mean my I, my ecosystem does this I think if that was if that was around when like you know Radiohead was making like weird mm-hmm. stuff, that would mm-hmm. def- that would definitely be like an Ed O'Brien pedal on there. for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, it's you know actually last night after after the gig I was playing, uh, one of my buddies came up to me and he was in one of the other bands. He was like, you know, you have like a crazy pedal board, but like you're tasteful with it. You know, you're not mm. you're not just like totally obnoxious. That's a good compliment. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could, I could do some gnarly stuff. Like, if, you know, if I turn every one of these pedals on, we're all probably going to go deaf. Yeah. But first of yeah, all, yeah. if I turn like half of them on, it's probably just going to be a washed out mess. Mm-hmm. You know? That's Dude, that like, happened to me yesterday. I accidentally turned on a tape delay, but I was tapping it at the same time. <laughs> so, in the middle of this really intimate part of the song, it just... And I turned it off really fast, and I just started laughing. I was like, oh. That's like, the worst feeling. Noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, with this, I mean, this pedal is the, the worst if you're switching delays because it does this. Also, the switches on this thing suck. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's what happened last night. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I switch to that, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's always, it tries to catch up, which is funny because this is like a million times faster than the other one. Does the ecosystem have spillover? I'm sure you could probably program it. I mean, dude, the manuals for these things are crazy. They're mm-hmm. like 40 pages. Oh, damn. Like, you, yeah. can get, you can go into, like, advanced configuration mode by holding down two of the buttons, and then you can choose, like, if you want to enable or disable your bitty clock, if you want to send it, you know, left instead of right, mm-hmm. if you want to send it to both. Like, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Oh, damn. I always wonder how many people actually take the time and play with that. I guess if you're using it in a studio, I've always thought, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it seems like, like even you were saying with uh, running a looper live, it's just at some point, it's too much energy, too much time, too yeah. much of you. Or for me, it becomes too much of not actually playing music. You know, the more stuff you add, the more stuff can go wrong. So that's the reason I, I haven't done like a stereo rig yet. Like I had the stuff, I just don't really want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I've heard that about stereo rigs too, because like... 
sometimes I've been to even like some of the blues and rocks, rock guys who will use a stereo rig, but I've heard there's very sensitive and you got to be like a technician for your whole rig at that point, you know? Because if you don't, I don't know, if you're not like making sure everything's really like in order, I don't know, like you said, things can go wrong very easily, you know? And that's never fun at a live gig. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's that too. And it's just like, also just bringing extra stuff and you know mm-hmm. like hooking extra stuff up and yeah like if you had somebody carrying your stereo rig in for you right at I'd that be totally point fine it'd be like it. yeah be exactly. <laughs> yeah like, I, don't, I don't have to carry it and sick <laughs> uh yeah but you know that's probably the best compliment you could receive from a friend like what your friend said to you about your pedal board yeah. and just even in this time of you playing like the way you go about even exampling the pedals very tasteful you know and very and and shown me like i always tell austin like there's some pedals like even delay effects where I don't know really where to use them in my music or playing. And, you know, it's, it's cool watching you uh, play some things and show us how to use some of these. Cause it's inspiring. Gives me some different ideas Thanks, how man. I could use them too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you're welcome, dude. Well, and the cool thing too, is, I mean, like when you have pedals that work really well together, like I think the ecosystem and the reverb work super cool together. You can do, mm-hmm. you can get really cool combos. So this is reverse reverb and reverse delay. <laughs> and so i that's mean like so fucking cool it's oh that's, I that's love so it. nice that's the best way to start a song oh yeah you know yeah that's people walking on stage and you're doing that yeah oh. that's oh yeah that's, that's that's gonna be our intro is it oh yeah that's is right. that an actual piece well it's um i mean like that goes into a song it's very it's kind of like we call that one Interpol because we don't know what's color right now because mm-hmm. there's like a very Interpol part in there. But maybe you should just call it that. <laughs> Leave it that. It sounds, you know, it sounds like a, an, a beautiful transition or an intro. Maybe yeah, it does. Maybe even an outro if you'd want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, the we, the intro and the outro we wrote like they were like it was like the first song and then like the last song that we wrote and just not even thinking about it mm-hmm. as like order on the album. But we're like, oh my god, they're in the same key. Yeah, and they and like they both have the same feel. That's so rad. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, Love I think that, that sounds way better than just like the you know the the big skies swell. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know more predictable. You know, it's been done a million times. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Austin? You know, <laughs> I just have to agree. <laughs> I just totally agree. Yeah. 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 I'm, I swell a lot, and I. I love my big sky. Mm-hmm. That's the heart of my board. Like everything is based around the big sky for me. Yeah. Well, but, you also have to consider that I'm using $900 worth of pedals for that sound versus mm-hmm. $500 worth of pedal mm-hmm. right there. That's, that's, a, big, that's a great it, point. It's cool though. I think it's yeah. a whole different vibe from the swell versus reverse into reverse. Yeah, you know? exactly. Especially, I mean, like with the way that I have it flowing into the signal chain is they're both running parallel. Mm-hmm. So there's not one into the other. It's just running the same. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, we haven't even talked about the switcher yet. Yeah, no, yeah. You want to get into it? Not really, but I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, no I mean, rush. Just leave the switcher for the end. No, yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is this is pretty. This is the newest thing I think on my board. Total, it's it's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like it does way more than I than I will ever need it to do. You can have this act as like an AB box and switch between amps based on what preset you have your amp saved to. That's cool. It's crazy. You can have it That's switch cool. instruments too. So if you wanted to like have a synth rig plugged, you know let's say you want like a synth rig plugged into your PA through your pedal board, you can click a button on here and have a go, oh yeah, that's going to be my synth preset. So yeah, there we go. Oh wow. Now mm-hmm. my guitar shut off and I'm using my synth. Oh, that's badass. Like it, exactly for what we were talking about too. Exactly. If you're a guitar player and you have the synth next to you. Yep. You know, 
that's that's awesome or if you have two guitars that you want to switch between very quickly you mm-hmm. know you could do that too mm-hmm. i don't know absolutely why you wouldn't just unplug the cable but that's what i do <laughs> exactly but yeah i don't i honestly right now i'm using it for like the bare minimum just turning on and off pedals mm-hmm. just so but you I'm, run through one pedal when you want yeah well I mean, what I what I could do if I wanted is I could save it all to presets. So like, I kind of started to do it. So I have like, this is this is for the one that has the uh, this delay on it. The so I have it as multi intro because it's multi delay, and it's like the intro to the song. So if I go to it, it turns on my overdrive pedal in my echo system, which is what I use. Mm-hmm. And if I go up, it switches to you know multi verse, you know, which would be all the pedals I would use during that part. So Gotcha. So, That's I mean, cool. and you can save you know, you can save 999 presets in there. Yeah. So what made you choose the ESA versus something in the same kind of feel like a mastermind or I got know, a really G2. good deal on it. Yeah. Yeah, that was that, that was that literally would, that it. That could be a selling point. Yeah. Yeah, I got it like half off, so I was like, oh. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Yeah, I don't know how to say no to that. I don't think I'm allowed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much the reason that I get any of this stuff. It's the reason why I have more Empress stuff than Strymon, for sure. Oh, really? Oh, I got to pay full price for Strymon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Empress stuff, I mean, I, I, I got mine like half off because it was like initial, it was like the initial run. Mm-hmm. So, I think I have like the 30th Empress reverb. Yeah, maybe, Which is rad, but... Yeah, maybe it's a dumb question, but does working at a music store influence your use of pedals? Do you think you would use less pedals if you didn't work at a music store? Or if you, or probably, is it just generated from you wanting to play music? I probably wouldn't have as crazy pedals because I wouldn't be able to afford them. I'd so be true. like, uh, you know what, I think I'm probably fine with like a giga delay instead of you know the ecosystem. But For sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely a big incentivizer. So, I mean, it's the reason I have, like, half my stuff, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you set it up perfectly, really. I mean, yeah. work at a music store, and then, you know, you can benefit your craft and creativity. And, I don't know, clearly you use these, too. I've seen some people with, like, a big-ass board, and you don't really use some of their pedals, and it seems like a waste of space. But Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, there's there's a couple on here that I, that I don't use, really, like the Rotosim. Like, that's so, I mean, I'm getting rid of that. But and the big sky, like I'm just not getting enough use out of it. The guy who sold the big sky to me wants it back, so now I don't feel so bad about it. <laughs> like, all right, now I can just chalk it up to seller's remorse instead of you know <laughs> indecisiveness. But the yeah, uh, so I mean, I, I, I you know I try to get the most out of everything that I use. Yeah, working at a music store definitely helps. Yeah. So if you ever want a ton of pedals, just go work for a guitar center, or instrumental That's music, or wherever you want. Yeah. yeah. So looking at your board, it looks like you have a lot of time-based effects versus overdrive or distortion. Like, do you find yourself just using that from your amp, pushing into your amp kind of thing? Uh, I mean, I could. The distortion on this amp sounds killer, mm-hmm. but this is probably the only distorted amp that I have, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, like, the the other two amps that I have is a Fender 68 Vibrolux, mm-hmm. like the reissue, and then I have a, a 75 Twin Reverb, which are both just, like... Even better. S- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, like, they're just both super clean amps. Like, the Vibrolux drives really well, but you, you gotta get it to be loud, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this thing, you know, it's got a master volume and it has a, a high and low gain switch on the back. So, you know, if I go back there, hopefully I don't blow our eardrums out. Mine are already blown out. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm deaf already. Let's do it. Ooh, that's dirty. Yeah, that's that's dirty. Oh yeah, that's, that's dirty. badass. And that, that's on low gain. 
That's sick. <laughs> but that's just, uh, yeah, that's just with the, the channel volume just dimed. Mm. Do you want yeah. to talk about your amp for a little bit? I, I was going to ask the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So Love this is actually, this is one that I just like got a deal on randomly. Like mm-hmm. I just found it used somewhere and it had been sitting there for a while. So I'm like, Hey, let me pay you like half of what this should go for. And they're like, all yeah. right. So I was like, all right. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a three monkeys grease monkey. Mm-hmm. I think I've, out of all the people I've told, you know, they're like, oh, what do you have? I'm like, oh, it's a three monkeys. Everyone's just like, oh, who, what's that? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, <laughs> I forget his name, but it's the it's the guitar player that's not Joe Perry from Aerosmith. And then his amp tech. <laughs> I love that. The guitar player that's, that's not Joe Perry. That's the worst place to be. Right? <laughs> the guitar player that's not Joe Perry. Yeah, the guitar player is not Joe Perry. Uh, him... And then his guitar tech, and then one other guy that I think designs the circuits, make mm-hmm. these amps in uh, North Carolina. Hmm. So they're made to order. That's cool. So yeah, it's it's super cool. I mean, like it, you know, it just looks really rad. Oh yeah, I mean, and compared to just buying an amp, you know, it's just like made for everybody. It's so much better. I don't know, have the custom thing, even if it's yeah. not custom made for you. Just a custom amp's better than I don't know buying one off the floor. I think. Yeah, and I mean you know not to knock the Fender stuff. You know it all sounds great. You know all the mass-produced stuff, but for sure. You know my Vibrolux, I paid like twelve hundred dollars for it, mm-hmm. and then I had to swap through three of them because the reverb kept breaking, and then I just kind of accepted I wasn't going to have reverb mm-hmm. <laughs> on my Vibrolux. Yeah. <laughs> so mine's still like the reverb cuts out after about fifteen minutes. You know. Oh, dude, that sucks. So, yeah, but, you know I've got two reverb yeah. pedals, so yeah. it's okay. You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgive you, Fender. Yeah, you're good. But yeah, I know. So many of the reverb pedals are so good at modeling it nowadays. It's like you can even have an amp without reverb. This but thing doesn't have reverb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, so I mean, that the amp is super cool. It's basically just like an AC30 clean tone with a Marshall Plexi is the dirty. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. But it's wow. just like not as, Badass. not as muddy as a Plexi, mm-hmm. I don't think. Which is weird because I like never thought I would like Marshall's. Yeah. So I think that's why I like that one. But Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what it is when I just think of Marshall or Vox. I just get this feeling like, yeah, this is not for me. Yeah. But, but I know I know what you mean. Like, I guess if you plug into it and it sounds great and it doesn't matter who it is. And I couldn't imagine myself liking Marshall Plexi, but if it sounds good, then yeah, yeah, then why yeah that was, not, right? That was the thing. I plugged into it and I'm like, this sounds better than what I have. So, and I'll yeah. buy it. Yeah. And then, you know, went home and did the research and found out that I got it for like an absolute steal. So yeah. I was like, oh, the price. cool. Makes it even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Like cherry like, oh, on top. Rad. Yeah. And then I have that right now just running into just like this Vox 212 right here, which I mean, I bought it like 90% for the aesthetic. Yeah. Well, it looks good. It, it looks pretty yeah. rad. Yeah. I mean, like a mint green head on like a, a white and gold cab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Pretty it, rad. Between that, your telly and the pedal board, you got the look for sure. It's it's nice and crispy, man. Crisp. Crispy. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's definitely yeah i definitely bought it for the look i mean it's got some decent speakers in there i definitely mm-hmm. want the Onico blues but those are pricey yeah mm-hmm. those are pretty penny man yeah, there's like 400 bucks a pop <laughs> yeah. that's like what i paid for the cab i think yeah it's jesus yeah yeah i'd like to put some new speakers in my amp but um know, we'll see but what my repairman says mine always have vol- i have a um, like a vintage I don't know what year it is I'm trying to get this guy to figure it out for me but it's a dual showman oh nice yeah and I really like it because it's a big ass Fender amp and so what's not to like about that oh, but, yeah. but I my I always have this volume cut after like 15 minutes of playing or something where I'll just randomly cut lower in volume it'll be super quiet and then it'll pop back up like five minutes later and be oh. super super loud and so I took it into this guy but we'll see what happens but uh, you know I love Fenders, but 
There you go. Like yeah. another Fender issue. And then Austin has his Vibrolux, which he's taken to get repaired. Vibrochamp, dude. Or Vibrochamp. <laughs> did you ever talk about that? <laughs> yeah, you told me about it briefly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's still broken, man. That sucks. You, this yeah. is the third time back to the amp repair guy. And we're back to the shit talk Fender show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We love you, Fender. Yeah. It's, it's not <laughs> your fault. It's pain in the ass, dude. I'm telling you. It's like, it's like a friend who's like kind of annoying sometimes, but mm. you ultimately love them because they bring so, so much to the table, yeah. you know? And then you just... They're, bas- they're like that friend that's like super cool and genuinely cares about you, but is always asking you for rides and like if they could borrow $5. Oh. <laughs> yes, that is, thank you. That's a perfect description. Uh, we all have that friend. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. If you don't have that friend, you're probably that friend. Probably- <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, can I borrow that's a patch funny. cable? I should begin one like next week. Yeah. <laughs> or the can I borrow your amp guy? Oh, oh God. Oh, that's, oh. No, that's a whole different oh, category. Shit. That's like, oh. That's like the equivalent to like, Fuck, sorry. in the amp world, a PV practice amp. That guy asked to borrow your amp, mm. you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, or someone with a crate. Like, hey, dude, like... You're holding a cable already? Hey, dude. <laughs> so I came to the open mic. All I don't have is an amp. So what yes. you're saying is you brought a guitar and that's it. He's like, yeah, I might need to borrow a cable too. It's like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, dude, I mean, half the time that we show up at shows, it seems like someone forgets to bring a drums you know like the backyard shows where there's no backline yeah. like yeah. hey man can we use your drum set it's oh, like fuck. uh yeah like i, I guess that's I such a feel big like a dick if forget. i say no yeah I, yeah it's yeah like, it's how'd like, you forget that i guess but what was your game plan up until now like, yeah dude You're sorry gonna... we forgot our entire drum <laughs> <Yeah>. set <laughs> oh don't worry steve i'll get there and just ask the other guy to borrow yeah. his drum set <laughs> yeah i mean it's not, it's not like oh dude i forgot picks can i borrow a pick yeah Really, if you forget your pick, it's amateur hour. You know? Yeah. But, you know, if you forget your pick, <laughs> yeah, you're, come on. You know. If you don't have one in some pocket or wallet Somewhere or compartment you. or your guitar case, you're mm-hmm. failing for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've got them stuck everywhere. I think I, actually, I have one inside of my DD5. No, you don't. Do you really? I, I should, unless someone <laughs> stole it. That's too funny. Shit. Is this like the all went to shit emergency pick? Yeah. I <laughs> you know what? I may have given it to my singer. <laughs> But you know what? This is basically my Elkwoods did. I honestly might borrow that idea. That's a good idea. Cut, toss a couple into my boss loop pedal mm-hmm. or my tremolo. Dude, you know, if you don't have space for an Altoids tin, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> also, does the Altoid tin look cool or not? What's what's the verdict on mm. that? I don't know. Austin's I looks used to have one. Oh, you took it off. Yeah, I, took I thought it off. you still had it. Yeah. I think it's overdone now. Yeah, think it's, so? I think we got to move on to the next thing. What's yeah. it, what is the next thing? Sticking it in your DD5. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, Pop a couple picks okay. in your boss pedals. Sticking, no, just your DD5. DD5s <laughs> DD are going to go way up in value oh. after this podcast. Yes. It's oh, so funny. Every pedal we review. Yeah, that would be the goal. Then I could sell all of them and buy new stuff. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plug Steven. Oh, He's yeah. an amateur pedal shop. Speaking of plugging, you guys, y'all should check out my band, Fox Club Band, on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, if you have anything you want to plug. Yeah, if you want to hear more crazy shit. Yeah, and is Fox there. Club without an O, or is it with an O? Okay, so on, on Instagram, Fox Club Band was taken, so was Fox Club the band and Fox Club. So we were mm-hmm. Fox Club Band with no O in glove. Mm-hmm. It's like you, normally people figure it out. Yes, hope. yeah. No, mm-hmm. we, I, I certainly did. I just was wondering, because... It 
was distinct from the other Foxglove bands. And I just thought, like, you know, maybe there was some meaning behind it or something, taking the O out. I don't know. It was literally just that the domain name was taken. <laughs> we had to do what we had to do. Uh, you got to do what you have to do. Yeah. Like the DD5, you know? <laughs> wonder how many bands were named that way. Maybe, like, oh, you know, we couldn't have... Couldn't have like blank. A- we'll just have to take Metallica. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Blink-182, they really exhausted their au- their options. There were 181, you know. <laughs> really? Another Blink-182, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, so you're working on your full-length record right now, right? Yeah, so we've done, you know, a couple EPs before as, mm-hmm. like, our previous bands, which was, you know, like, Hey Suburbia, when we were 14 and wanted to be in, like, a hardcore band. Mm-hmm. We did one, or maybe two, you know, back then, and then we did... One as uh, the Crippled Strippers, which yeah. was the last adventure, and it's called Jane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the last thing we did uh, before we changed the name a, a couple months ago, and that was just mm-hmm. you know we we got rid of our old drummer, uh, got a new one, so we figured you know just change the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we scrapped you... all the old stuff too, so don't do any of that old stuff anymore. Okay, so you don't play it anymore. No, none of it. Yeah. No, none of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like be, you know, get rid of that. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Start, start new, right? Keep, keep moving forward, right? You already made that, so yeah. might as well make something new, you know. Well, like I was telling you earlier, it all sounded like you were basically just ripping off Arctic Monkeys. So, <laughs> yeah, you didn't. I, yeah. yeah, he was. Uh, Steve was saying to me before uh, got on the podcast before you talked or came out um, that uh, you know, it's just people after shows would be like, "Oh yeah, you guys sounded great. You reminded me a lot of Arctic Monkeys," and. That's not always, you don't always want to be compared to a band, right? And no. so that drove you to like want to change the name and, and do something a little new, right? Yeah, well, and the name was kind of ridiculous, too. It's like the Crippled Strippers. Like, <laughs> like people would always be like, oh, well, you're in a band? What's the name of your band? I'd be like, huh, the Crippled oh. Strippers. <laughs> uh, wait. <laughs> You'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like some of our old stuff was like, it's just like painfully, just like Arctic Monkeys. Like. <laughs> I think I think that's pretty like early Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just that guitar riff was very self-explanatory in the Arctic Monkeys vibe. You know. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So I mean, there was. I mean, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. Our singer. A lot of people would be like, "Oh, your singer sounds like he's British," even though he like didn't at all. But they were just like, associating it oh, so no much way. with Arctic Monkeys that we were just like, "All right, dude." Like, <laughs> all right, we got to switch it up a little bit. We got to we got to move away from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this will be the first thing we've ever released as uh, as Fox Club. Should be cool. Right on. That's man. cool. Yeah. This will be the first album I've ever done. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's really cool, man. Congratulations on that. Thanks, man. Seriously, yeah, I, that's a feat. Yeah. I, we all know how hard it is to like get your own music made and like actualize at times. And so I don't know. That's really cool, man. Good for you guys. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, when do you guys, do you have a, a release date maybe, or we don't have a release date. We're working on it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. probably we'll have a release date along with a single. Yeah. So, I mean, the single probably, you know, gave it like two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're tracking drums this week. Uh, we, Ooh, we got cool. a, we got all those scratches done so yeah where are you tracking drums uh in our producer's living room that's cool though the way to do it yeah no we, we did it bef- we did it before on on jane and you know the drums actually sounded really good mm-hmm. so we're just kind of just kind of sticking it out sticking with it yeah so you're doing all of the producing and recording in a home studio kind of thing or are you doing overdubs here and there in different locations i mean right now the plan is just to do it all at like a home studio mm-hmm. i mean we, we like i said we, you know we've done it before you know we just like stick the amps in a closet mm-hmm. just like stick a 57 and a ribbon mic on it and just kind of yeah. see what happens yeah yeah but uh yeah i mean it's worked out 
before. You know, I don't think anyone needs to pay an exorbitant amount of money to go to a professional recording studio, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's some of the trend nowadays, right? It's like breaking some of those old conventions in yeah. music. You can really, I mean, you see some people who are so popular now just because they post Instagram videos, like they don't even have an album out or something. And so I think there's a lot of different ways of going about it. And I agree with you. It's like, you don't necessarily need to pay that exorbitant amount of cash to, to get a good album or an album you're happy with for sure. Yeah. Well, um, and, you know, especially with like the stuff that's available now, you know, like you can have a studio quality interface for like $800. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. like what you're using right there. The Apollo stuff. Yeah. Yeah. UA yeah. stuff is great. Plug in UA. Plug in UA. <laughs> <laughs> So what uh, what are some of the inspirations for you as a musician and maybe even on this new album for you, just in general? Like, what drives you to want to write a new song or get together with your band? Uh, I mean, usually, to be honest, I, I actually don't write with my pedals a whole lot. Like, there's some stuff where it's just, like, built around the pedal, like, you know, the one with the multi-delay. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was just kind of dicking around with the pedal when I first got it, and I was like, oh, that's rad. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, that was, like very like i was inspired by block party for that one you know yeah yeah i mean like a a lot of my big inspirations always as far as like blending effects into my music has always been like russell lysak uh from block party and then arctic monkeys not so much recently just because they've kind of gone the whole like british elvis route but Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) that was a great description (laughs) i like that it is it's like alex was like this is now my band that i'm fronting (laughs) and i'm a british elvis (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, you see, you see he's got a goatee now. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't seen the goatee. That's another level, man. Oh, that's hilarious. I've seen the, the leather jacket, the pompadour, the aviators. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's, that's yeah. That I was mean, like I guess him that's and been his around. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's been around for a while. Um, but, yeah, the, the goatee is new. He's turned into a dad. Uh, mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, a lot, of, a lot of my inspirations as to, like, you know, getting into guitar was, uh, in the early days, actually, was, like, Metallica. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix was was definitely my my big one. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I got away with like not taking lessons because mm. I would just kind of just like do blue stuff and just kind of see what happened. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, in the spirit of Jimi Hendrix, right? Like he was a big believer just to sit down and play your guitar, right? Yeah, exactly. You need some of the bullshit in between. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like I like I write some like weird stuff, like some weird jazz stuff. I have no idea what I'm playing, mm-hmm. and I just kind of make up names for it, like whatever this is right here. It's like weird stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I showed it to my like, uh, you know, instructor that works with me. I was like, "What is that?" He's like, "Oh, that's like a e minor seventh, you know, with like a B major, or whatever." I'm like, "Cool, man." Yeah, like, all right. <laughs> like, all right. Like, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I just think it sounds. I think yeah. it sounds good. I love mm-hmm. I love that approach to guitar. You don't see it enough. I think there's a big focus right now in the guitar world and community on like people who are technically very good at guitar, but that doesn't always make good music or guitar music. Mm-hmm. you know oh and, definitely and and i think like a lot of those people are hyped up right now and there's for me i think there's this like call to a return to like songwriting in a more organic way especially yeah. with like all the different media outlets nowadays like you can really put your music out there in any way you want but mm-hmm. i think there's uh i don't know there's definitely a, a space that could be filled even further with people really writing original music and not so focused on the technical stuff mm-hmm. show us some of those more little like jazzy things you just write randomly i don't know so i actually like pretty recently i i started getting into like math core music because i was like no way. Oh, i was just like you know what i feel like if i can play that i can do pretty much anything like goja or like chan oh, uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and plenty uh, 
yeah and those guys yeah you know i'm actually not a huge plenty fan i don't know why i think mm. i like chon just because it's just like instrumental you just kind of chill listen to it yeah i hear what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. Chon, but chon's a big one so i do like um So it's like that's one of them, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's one that's in a a new song that we're doing. Definitely reminds me of Chon, but with your own style mixed in there for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. There was one time I actually like I was on break at work and I was playing it, and some guy came up and he was like, "Very Chon, man, very Chon." <laughs> I'm like, "Cool, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it." This one it was actually what was cool about this one is I was like the the social media people because I mean I work at the guitar center down the street from the corporate office, mm-hmm. so we get like the corporate people coming in there all the time. Which is, you know, it's Which cool. Which is stressful. It's cool and it's stressful, yeah, yeah. depending yeah. on who you meet. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. I could see some of your reserve <laughs> in yeah. your expression. But honestly, like, you know, it's it's Guitar Center. It's not like anyone's like, you you address me as sir. It's like, what's up, dude? You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The CEO of the company is like, what's up? How you doing, what's brother? Up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, the social media people came in with a bunch of, like, the new Fender stuff. Did, like, an Instagram video of me playing this one. But it's, like, super spacey. Just like stuff like that yeah love that ending that's dude. cool yeah that one actually like i got a classical guitar for like 30 bucks and uh-huh. i was like oh let's stick around on this and i like found that i was like oh, that's really cool yeah. yeah man i really like that i like your playing it's uh much 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 different than what you a lot of people will just jump into some very like classic riffs or some you know just some like stuff you've heard a million times so it's, it's cool to hear some new stuff <laughs> there we go <laughs> Now we're talking. It had to, had to happen eventually. <laughs> you know, it's funny actually. I get to walk around all the time with those like Line Six wireless things, mm-hmm. and I always play just like the most disgusting, just like '80s metal. Like mm-hmm. uh, I always do that one Megadeth song. <laughs> so a lot of just like gar- like That's garbage so stuff like that. Yeah, so you just walk around the store. Yeah, just play it. I mean, I don't. I'm not complaining. Like, I'll play whatever you want if you want me to walk around and get paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. There's this one guy I met at work who was like, I was like, oh, it's so like, what's your deal, man? Like, what do you do? And he's like, 
oh, you know, I play music, uh, you know, I just, it's my profession, I do whatever I want. You want me to sing to you in bathtub? I'll do it for $50. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you got a deal. <laughs> You're like, you got it, man. That dude knows how to market himself. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine how much money he's made just like busking to people in the bathtub. Busking yeah. in the bathtub. The new <laughs> album go. by yeah, that guy. <laughs> it's a great EP album name. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a little bit about your guitars and everything? Yeah, so this is my newest one right here. It's a 60th anniversary Fender Thin Line Telly. Uh, this thing's super rad. It weighs like four pounds. It's like oh, wow. it's like nothing, uh, which is cool because I'm a bitch and I don't, I don't like to carry lots of heavy stuff. No, yeah. it makes sense. It hurts your shoulder when you got that heavy guitar on the whole show, you know? Yeah, this thing feels like nothing. I could like throw this, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's super cool. I, like, you know, saw it on you know, on the website, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I wanted a telly for a while. And I, mm-hmm. I had one of the um, the Rosewood neck tellies that they just came out with. Yeah. I just, like, wasn't digging it. Was it the, reason. oh, the pure Rosewood one? Like, yeah. body and neck, the George oh, Harrison one, or no? No. No, just one of the Rosewood neck ones. Yeah, the George Harrison's I actually wasn't a huge fan of either, though. But, that's a custom shop one, right? Those ones, no. They, they did do a custom shop. They did, like, 50 of them. What was the con for you or your personal feeling with it the neck just the neck just wasn't right um shape or just the the feel of it the shape the feel was great mm. um but this one i i definitely like more because it's a satin finish on it it's not so like so sticky mm. like, I, like actually before i started working at the music store i work at now um i hated fenders oh, really? i was like i was like i'll never really? own a fender wow and you brought two today yeah that's yeah funny. and i'm getting a third i'm getting one of those new jaguars that just came out i just gotta wait mm. until next month nice yeah. yeah the new line looks great yeah, the American Originals. Totally. I like cool. the throwback to some of the more like vintage looks and designs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm getting the surf green one to match my head. Yes. yes. Oh. oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That's great. But yeah, so this one, it's it's just great because it's, you know, just a really solid maple neck. I can like destroy this thing and it stays in tune. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's like, this is my first telly. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful looking guitar. guitar. Yeah, I, th- I think so. It's super rad. And I mean, it's got the, the binding too. Yeah, and the binding's pretty cool too because it's like it's tortoise shell, but it's so dark that it just looks like black. Yeah, I see exactly what you mean. I was gonna say, is that black binding on there? But no, uh, if you look like right there, you can see it's tortoise shell. That's even sweeter though. I mean, because then it's the fine detail too. When you look up close, it's there's those little surprises in designs that. Like, you know, I have a 60th anniversary uh, Stratocaster from them, and just the way they like on the top of the neck even curved out that little like. Uh, spot where they put the nameplate yeah and even just the fact that they curve that out like those little those little design um details in the design are like why well, personally i really like fender i mean i think you have to go beyond their their standard models most of the time yeah yeah i agree but, but uh i mean my 60th anniversary one's beautiful this is a beautiful looking telly in that nice sort of cream off-white too yeah i saw it and i was like ooh, <laughs> i was like what's that yeah, it's got a good vintage vibe to it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely super cool, and it, and it's a thin line. So I mean, I I think that you get a much better sound out of it. This thing, this is my Jazz Master right here. This is a, I definitely like tore this thing apart. You know, I, I threw a, a mastery bridge on it. it. This is just like one of the like the cheaper Mexies. When I got it, it had a humbucker in the bridge, and it's like a really awful like Mexi P90 in the neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I routed it and just put the two P90s in there, and then put some 500k pots in there. And That's cool. Do the mastery bridge. So this is your Frankenstein experimentation jazz kind of thing. This is my Frankenstein experimentation kind of jazz thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that should be the official title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this thing is just full of bite though. It's it's you definitely got to roll down the the volume a yeah, ton. Those, those jazzes are loud. Yeah. 
And the neck pickup is definitely like the more like tone back. This is like the one guitar I'm always hesitant to use in the studio because it just buzzes like everywhere. Dude, but, same with my jazz. Dude, yeah, it's the bridge. It's, it's awful. It's a fucking jazz thing, I guess. But it just like, it plays so great. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why, I don't actually know the distinction, but I guess that's why some people prefer like only a specific type of jazz master or a bridge on it. Do you know anything about the people bridge like type? This bridge. This one better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this one is still kind of a pain in the ass because you can't adjust every string the way you want it. So you have to adjust it like by two. Mm-hmm which sucks it's not convenient it's not convenient at all <laughs> yeah i mean it it work, definitely works better than the normal one where if i just went the strings would fly off you know? yeah yeah i yeah. hear you on that yeah this one's definitely like more more airy and i mean it, i think it takes distortion a little bit better too got a nice thick tone that loud jazz master tone a little bite like you're saying yeah and you know it's great for like like the noise rock kind of like sonic youth thing like yeah i was hesitant to ask if you're inspired by noise rock because some people find that would find that insulting I like noise rock. Yeah. Like yuck. I love yuck. Oh, regret. That's awesome. I haven't yeah. heard anybody ever reference yuck outside my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually like what made me. I actually hated this guitar for like maybe the last year. I was trying to get rid of it. I plugged it into this amp and just like dimed it, mm-hmm. and I just thought it sounded so good. Is this your lower high gain? Uh, it's a low gain. Let me actually turn the high gain on. Oh yeah. I can just hear it right away. <laughs> so it, that's nasty. It, it growls. That's it's crunchy. pretty nasty. And that's just the amp. That's no pedals or anything. It's just fucking badass. It's dirty. Yeah, man, I like that. That's dirty. Because like you said, you could do noise rock with that. I mean, you could do just straight up rock and roll blues with that. I mean, take it to a lot of different places. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one was just kind of, I just like saw it and I it was really into Queens of the Stone Age at the time. And I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to have a jazz mm-hmm. master. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like Queens, man. All right. I'm going to see them like next week. Oh, really? Wow. Where are they, what, what venue are they playing? Uh, the Forum. Oh, oh that's cool. The, fa- oh, yeah. the, fanta- yeah. the Fabulous Forum or the Fantastic Forum? I think they call it the fabulous form. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's whatever know. they want it to be if Queens of the Stone Age is there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah. It's the fucking form if Queens of the Stone Age <laughs> it's is there. The fucking form. I love like one of my favorite I it sticks with me to this day. Just like one of my favorite titles of a song ever or I guess this is an album title, right? Is Music for Deaf People. Songs for the Deaf. Or Songs for the Deaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Music for Deaf People. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like my name better. I don't know. A little bit, yeah. Let's no, but that... Up. Let's get Josh Homme on the air here. <laughs> yeah. He'd slap me in <laughs> the face for, <laughs> for missing it. Yeah, kick you out. <laughs> no, I don't have a camera. <laughs> I, still, I still love Josh, though. Yeah, you know what? My feeling on that... I'd love to hear your opinion, too, but my feeling on, on that was just like... He probably was trying to be fucking rock and roll, which not a lot of people do anymore. And this girl was probably annoying 
taking way too many photos and he probably thought oh i'm just gonna kind of like kick the camera out of her hands and do something very rock and roll like fuck yeah. it i'll buy her oh, a camera her in the face yeah and he ended That's up kicking thing? her in the face because he missed the camera and so people blew up about josh hom and for me i was kind of like eh i don't think he meant to kick her in the face he was trying to just be a badass rock and roller breaker mm. camera he probably thought i'll pay for it i don't give a shit yeah. i don't know that's what that, that but you know i'm projecting i don't know josh holmes thinking yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean i i think what do I, you think i think he was just trying to kick a bunch of cameras over he knocked over a bunch of other shit too so i think he was just trying to be rock and roll i mean he apologized you know yeah and, was, and and i think all of us have been an asshole and apologized at one point you know yeah yeah, yeah it makes us human Austin's like I haven't. Yeah, no, I <laughs> Austin's like no, no I'm a saint. Like, no. I'm perfect. Hey, by the way, did you know that I was on uh, the War on Drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you got just me. made a joke. <laughs> got him. Got me. That's so funny. <laughs> I gotta, oh, yeah. gi- I gotta give him one too. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's one of our favorite things to do. But anyways, talking about the War on Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't they just win a? Grand didn't they just win a Grammy? I mean, you I, didn't I just win a Grammy? That was like my what? first question. I slowly point in the corner. Like, did I just... There's a Grammy up there. Oh, that was man. my first question. Like, do you get the? Do you get a Grammy too? And you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. know. I don't really know. I guess we'll just see what happens. I guess we'll, yeah. I Maybe guess it comes in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> It's like or, in a FedEx box. <laughs> you have to pay for the shipping. I was going to say, does it, does it, <laughs> you have to pay for the Grammy. Yeah, you have to, or no, you, you get the Grammy for free. But you have to pay the taxes on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of like when you win those cars, for, you know, and like the yeah. you know, like the McDonald's, uh, like the Monopoly things they got going on. Uh-huh. You know, if you win a car on that, you still have to pay all the tax on it. Yeah. So what happens? No way. Is these, really? It's yeah. Like, hey, hey, congratulations on this car. Hope you have two grand. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shit, I can't get that. It's like, oh, it's, well, why, it's like why car. I didn't get the car in the first place. Yeah. I know, and it's screwed up because somebody who like wins a car via McDonald's probably doesn't have the <laughs> money to pay for a car payment or taxes or anything. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's fucked up. What a bummer, man. <laughs> they bet wish they had a Grammy. <laughs> and then they can melt it down for the gold and sell it. <laughs> sell the Grammy on like eBay or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. won this. I'm not that into it. Yeah. But yeah, is it like does it just like show up in a FedEx box? Do they show up and like roll out the red carpet and have like know, trumpeters man. just like standing along in a line yeah. while someone walks up with the Grammy on a white pillow? Just like Yeah, I don't know what happened. Custom stitched felt <laughs> they suit. spell my last name Vel- wrong. <laughs> You know? Squidward tennis balls. <laughs> oh, deep reference. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I, good. That's I, a good I dug that one. Deep reference. <laughs> uh, what else haven't we talked about on here yet? Favorite thing at Nam? Mm, did, cool, did you go? I didn't go, but I gawked at everything over the internet. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Literally it's sitting like there on my computer home. drooling. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody's at the party and you're not, you're at home alone on a Saturday. Mm. That's how I felt. Just like, watching just... their Snapchat story. Like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, man. this party looks so fun. Seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Glad Do you I'm see not that at it. Um, pedal coming out. I think it's been out for a while now, but the pedal from API. No, it's like an API preamp, a compressor, and an EQ. I haven't seen that. It's like the size of a fucking Mutron. It's like half. The, it would take up like half a normal oh, that's board size. Probably why size. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> so it looks pretty fucking cool. That's pretty cool. I think it's a five twelve, and then like a five fifty A, and then some compressor. I don't know if it's like the two bus compressor from API, but 
So wait, is it rack mounted or does it sit on your board? It sits on your board. Oh, that's nuts. It's like it's it's like, it's like the size of a Mutron, but mm. that's really interesting. Mean, that's yeah. pretty cool. I have to check yeah. that out. So yeah. was that your probably the thing that, that stood out to you the most? Yeah. yeah. For me, it was like it seems like a odd thing, but um, I don't know if you guys know Milkman sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the I, little five watt amp. Yes, yeah, that was the thing I was most interested in. I just thought that was badass, and they're pushing the boundaries on what you can do with like it's a pedal it's not really a pedal it's literally an amp but it's yeah. cool it's got reverb and gain on it and i don't even does it have reverb i think or maybe i'm just making that up i have to look it up because i think it was just one knob oh no that's this that's a new supero so the milkman yeah the milkman has some milkman, options i think does have some options yeah and i think one of them is reverb and i think the other is gain and obviously they let you control some of the eqs of the amp but uh i don't know i just thought that was cool and it's like yeah. this big I don't know, yeah. depending on what you're working with, you know, you That's can have cool. a little amp, yeah. Yeah, if you just want to, like, record something, you know, just, like, super tiny, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great option, for sure. Supro did the same thing, too, and it's, like, I mean, it's, like, the cheapest thing Supro's ever done. It's, like, $800, you know, which is, like, a little bit more than a Blues Junior, but you get a 5-watt amp that's got one knob for volume, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Wait, why'd they make that? Just they they made have it, like, a... They made it, like, way back in the day, and now it's just, like, a reissue. But, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as Milkman, you know, really. Yeah. You just want to, like, record an amp and you just want, like, nice drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And I and I saw, too, I mean, for me, the thing with Milkman, too, is I was just thinking about, like, using smaller amps, too, and how, like, sometimes you want, like, you could push the speaker of a small amp to sound way better than it does just on its own. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where it was interesting to me. But other than that, I don't know. I was more interested in instruments. I don't know about you guys. Like Abasi, Tosin Abasi released his guitar line. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. I don't know. Those are some of my favorites. Um, I was definitely blown away by all of Fender's new stuff. Like the the Parallel Universe series. Hmm. What is that? Oh, dude, it's so sick. They did like hybrids between certain guitars. They have like a Telecaster that's got Jazzmaster pickups and like a Jazzmaster tremolo. Are they uh, going to sell those? Yeah, they're they're doing. I have mixed uh, feelings about those. The, the Jaguar <laughs> oh, Strat no. looks really cool. I was like, yeah. I need that. But um, <laughs> and then they, they did some stuff that they scrapped back in the day too, like the Troublemaker Tele. That was like their solution to the Les Paul back mm-hmm. in like the seventies. Mm-hmm. It was like a short scale neck with like wide range humbuckers and a mahogany body and neck, mm-hmm. and like an adjustomatic bridge. But they were like, we don't need that. And then they made the Tele Deluxe. So mm-hmm. so they just kind of dis- cool. Yeah. Yeah, they just decided they're going to do that again. But yeah, I thought that was super cool. Yeah, I, I thought it, the Fender was trying to have like maybe this is the wrong hit on it, but it, I thought they were trying to have like fun this year. Yeah, like Fender didn't take it that seriously, like in the sense that like oh you know let's release some legendary product. It's I don't I liked that you know they weren't fighting to do something terribly different, but the hybrid universe was like just enough surprise and fun for people. I don't know, like I was thinking about that Jag Strat. Mm-hmm. And somebody made a good point, like, you're taking a Strat and then, like, taking out everything that makes a Strat a Strat. So, I like, I just wonder how it would sound. I'd like to get one in my hands and play it's it. It's going to sound like a Jag. Yeah, you yeah. think? Yeah. Like, I mean, it depends on the pickups, though, because if they're Strat pickups wired to, like, be like a Jag and have, like, uh, out-of-series out of switch on it and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But. Yeah, that would. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get one in or get be cool to have them in here. Yeah, demo them out. Yeah, if I only. think they're not going to be coming out for a while, though. I don't yeah. think. But yeah, I don't know. I think the the new American Original series look pretty cool too. I can't wait to get my Jag. It's going to be so sick. Yeah, dude. I yeah, those were some of the most like that gold Strat, even that mm-hmm. old school one. That's, I don't know. I, I like the design direction they went this year for sure. They, they play really good too. I got to play all of them. 
Oh, like, nice. Yeah, like when um, like when those corporate people came over to the store, I got to play the Jag. It's like they brought uh, the double bound telly and like the like the other telly that they had, and then two strats mm-hmm. and the P base. They, they play great, man. Really? Yeah, I was. I was That's cool. You know, it's funny because actually before they brought it over, I was like, oh, dude, like, why are they doing that? That's so stupid. They're gonna be like the Mexis now doing like, you know, sixty the sixties strat, the seventies yeah, strat. Yeah. You know, like. There's a big the difference between ones. like a 62 and a 63 guitar, you know. But yeah, they're they're great. They play cool. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Man. I mean, if you want like a like a specific year recreated, that sucks. But yeah, I mean, they're I think they're cool. I'm gonna check one out. Are they only making that one color? Like I only saw one color for each one, or is there different colors on it? Do it depends. It depends on the model. So like the Jaguar mm-hmm. has three colors. There's like surf green, candy apple red, and then uh, oh, I say that one just like sunburst. Mm-hmm. And then I think like the double bound telly is like red and blue. Ooh, yeah, which is cool. That sounds cool. Yeah, they definitely look very vintage vibe, like you said, without being the Mexican like '60s vibe strats. Yeah. Which ugh, I don't know. Just <laughs> which ugh. yeah, that's all I could say. I mean, the Mexis are cool. This is a Mexi. I think this thing this thing's all right. I mean, the, the yeah, worst, exactly. the worst part about it's the bridge, which actually is not the stock bridge. So. Yeah, I was going to say certain them. certain Mexican models are very good. I even have a base that's a Mexican model, and then I ended up putting an American neck on it once mm-hmm. my old neck uh, bowed out. But some of those 60 vibes one, I don't know what it is. The pickups just sound way too, like, D- crunchy. Too aggressive. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of top end, very aggressive, very, like, I don't know, too, like, copper to me. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, I don't know if you guys know Ronin Guitars. That's no. one I've been. I've had an eye. No. I've had an eye on them for like a long time. They're unreasonably expensive, as far yeah. as I know. But uh, man, I'd like to play one or have one. Mm-hmm. They're just super sweet. But those seemed pretty hyped up this year. I saw a lot of people at their booth, and they did a whole, I think, collab with like it was. I think it was like Chase Bliss or somebody like, and Benson cool. Amps or something, where it was like all of them kind of in an amalgam together and then you could demo the pedals on a Ronin and mm-hmm. I don't know. That was cool, but uh, I've had my eye on them. And, uh, but that was, that was my NAM highlights. Mostly guitars and stuff. Yeah. A lot of the guitars. Mm-hmm. I'm a big guitar. I mean, I like pedals. I just, I don't use them that much in my playing. And when I do it, it, there are a pretty, I don't know, pretty simple mm-hmm. effects. Like I don't need to, have like a $500 delay to do some of the stuff or a $300 delay to do some of the stuff I do with my playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. So like I get less interest in them. I'd like to buy a bunch, but I don't have the money oh, to course. dump into pedals right now. Yeah. You know? So it's like if I could buy them and just try them out and have different ones swapping in and out, I would, but uh, I don't dude, know. Pedal Genie. Oh, what's Pedal wait, Genie? Wait, whoa, Pedal- what? Yeah. Dude, there's this, there's this oh. website called Pedal Genie. Whatever. What was that? That service where you could like buy games and then like send it back when you were done you know Holy what i'm talking shit. about yeah like, i know like, exactly yeah. what you mean i don't know yeah. the game gamefly but... gamefly oh, yeah. yeah so gamefly. pedal genie is gamefly for pedals oh yeah oh wow thank you for right. telling us that yeah. man that like changes Fucking my whole life about pedal genie. podcast yeah. <laughs> 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 holy shit so how does that work Oh, I don't know. I've never done it, but oh, but we're gonna have to do that. Yeah, that okay, would be great for the podcast. Yeah. It'd save yeah. us so much money. I'm I'm pretty sure that's like what people do, like wow. that, that just like want to start like a like, like those a, guys like a pedal review channel, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until you take off and you're like knobs or like Andy from Pro Guitar Shop, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. <or> sorry, Reverb. <laughs> yeah, Rip Pro Guitar Shop. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, we always joke about um, like at one point 
when we run out of our own, we'll just go to Guitar Center and buy them and like return them the next day. But that's <laughs> well, a way better idea, that, man. Oh, he, you know, he's know. our inside man. What are you talking about? <laughs> He'll see us come in and be like, "Oh, no, no these no. fuckers, no, these fucks." Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or you just get to the point where the people just start sending you free shit. Yes, so that is do. our ultimate goal, yeah. right? Like to be sponsored. Uh, slash have people just send them in demo and we'll send them back in exchange for indirect content you know because then we could might maybe have a minute video of people playing pedals but that's kind of our thinking you know as Mm -hmm. we go forward hopefully right we have people just sending them in saying let us know what you think yeah until until you get to the point where you're like hi i'm annie from pro guitar shop i'm playing a 1965 fender jazz master through a three monkeys grease monkey 30 here's my clean tone not clean (laughs) (laughs) i love that the high gain too (laughs) anyways folks as always thank you for tuning into the stomp box situation if you want to reach out to us on social media we're on twitter facebook and instagram our gmail account is stumpboxpod at gmail.com plug in the gmail yes hell yeah (laughs) it's for our question of the day which we didn't do today (laughs) what we didn't do a question of the day today. Normally we do one, so we'll put our email out yeah. there, but you, we never get anybody respond yet. Do you have a question of the day? Ooh, question of the day. Jaguar or Jazzmaster and why? Good I like one. it. They're I like, like the same one. thing, but just mm-hmm. different. Just different enough. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You heard it, folks. Jazzmaster or Jaguar? Jaguar. Jaguar. Thanks for coming in, dude. Yeah, yeah seriously. Thank you, man. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Oh, wow. It's so much quieter with the... Let's find out.